0: We're on the road to Charleston Southern, winter, a 2-0 start in Big South Conference play. We are under a uh, severe winter storm watch coming up for tonight. The, uh, we're on I-77 uh, just uh, just south of Chester and the, uh, I can, we can report the roads are, have been treated. So hopefully our, our journey home tonight, well we should be home before all the uh, festivities start but if the snow and rain and ice and sleet and all that stuff starts with early What's bigger news in your family right now?
1: The Patriots-Bills oh, yeah. game tonight, Yes. Winthrop's start to the season, right. or the potential of a winter
0: storm? Well, no, and you're missing the, the fourth option, which is the, uh, the 49ers and the Cowboys. Oh, well, I think of Sam as a Giants fan, and they haven't been relevant. I forgot John's a Cowboys Well, somehow, fan. yeah, and I think we've covered this on the podcast. Somewhere along the line, I failed as a parent, and he uh, he has adopted the Cowboys as his football team. So so is it fair to say among those things, the two football games,
1: Winthrop start of the season and winter weather, that John is most interested in Cowboys-Niners?
0: Um, I would say right now he would be more interested in Winthrop so it would go Winthrop, uh, I would say Dallas, Patriots, then the storm. Okay, in his world. And what about you? Uh, I would go well, I'll have a slight change. I'll say Winthrop first, then Patriots, then the winter storm, then the then Dallas. I okay. And Dallas. what about Sam? Um, Sam's worried about reorganizing the house. Oh, yeah, so that's okay. a fifth option.
1: All right. Well, the winter storm can help that. No, she's she's everyone.
0: No, she's in Dave Friedman mode. She she wants to declutter the house. God bless her. Nothing wrong with that. You got that right. This is the Bearded Carcast. Thanks for listening. This
1: is a a very special (laughs) edition we mourn the loss of the hampton pirates yes. in the big they're south gone. conference it, it it wasn't a long run they're long leaving run. for the caa but uh if we had call-in show abilities we would open, yeah. the, phone lines we would open for the phone lines your and... favorite
0: hampton memory in the big south i th- i think my favorite memory we have uh, i have a game memory and a non-game memory <laughs> and i think we'll share the non-game memory together but that game, the D- DJ had like a 20-point game at Hampton. I think that was probably my uh, my favorite Hampton memory. Oh, my favorite memory by far is the museum. Well, oh, the museum, yeah. Yeah. The Aerospace the Air- Museum. The Aerospace Museum. That was terrific. I-, I didn't know we were going uh, full circle here. Yeah, that would, be- that would actually be up there. As the- well, I mean, let's
1: be honest. The gym is fine. It's not great. There have been some good games. The Big South Championship game at Winthrop against Hampton that was, a is, game. Yeah. was a great memory because Winthrop got down like 15. Yeah. But, but the, the games there, there was a great double overtime game where Keon Moore got a ridiculous flagrant foul because they didn't have video replay so they just made it up. Yeah. But that was before they were in the league. in right. terms. that of, was a
0: non-conference
1: game. Non-conference game. game in, in terms of... Are we leading, doing league-only memories? Well, I just... Yeah, since Hampton's been in the league, there was the home championship game against them. Might have the best hotel in the league. Well, they do have a
0: good hotel. It's a, it's a long to way to drive to go to a nice hotel. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, there's good food options nearby. Well, we got to see our buddy Ian Locke a couple times. But
1: I think it's I think it's the museum.
0: Yeah, I think so, too.
1: I like Buck Joyner.
0: Well, the, uh, the, the Ford was good, too, but I think the... the, the Definitely the Air and Space Museum was something to, to behold.
1: And that will wrap up our <laughs> yep. memories of the Hampton Pirates. Yes. And we, we went there, plays there one more time. And, and maybe non-conference games going forward because they're, they're not too terribly far sure. away and they play at a reasonably similar level. But uh, yeah, what, what a run. What, what a run. <laughs> It'd be interesting to have a discussion. I'm not sure I'm fully prepared for it now about who the league is going to add because football is in tremendous peril right now. Kennesaw State and North Alabama have left for the A-Sun. It appears that Monmouth is joining Hampton, leaving for yeah. the
0: Atlantic... Uh, but let me ask you this. The CAA? Because I had this thought this morning when I saw the news, or last night when I saw the news and we sort of had this discussion a little bit about Elon, but would there be a value in a team, you know, maybe a SoCon team or a colonial team that maybe is a lower tier team. Now I get this money involved, but are you better off being, you know, a perennial bottom dweller in like the CAA when you could maybe go to the big South conference? You'd be good in football. Your football would be one of the better teams in the football conference. And, uh, and, you would have a chance to compete you'd have a better chance of getting the NCAA tournament by winning the Big South Conference than maybe being in you know one of those leagues
1: I think that's one of those theoretical arguments that to me makes a great deal of sense but teams don't leave better leagues to go to worse right, leagues right, it just right. like I, I have said for a long time but why would you their, want to their, be their, like, so never leave the Big South right, Conference right. like unless you're moving to a league that has multiple bids like davidson going to the a10 well you don't have to win the league to make the tournament now it's a really hard league you better have the resources to do it but if you're going to go from a one bid league to another bid league why don't you play in the one bid league where you're the best team right I, i i've always thought that winthrop was in a much better position than the socon teams in that respect, do you really want to play Furman and Wofford and Chattanooga and ETSU and Greensboro? I, I mean, with, with no disrespect intended,
0: I'd rather play Upstate Presbyterian and Charleston Southern. But think about it in football too, though. Like football has the automatic bid, so you, would you want to slug it out with you know those schools, or would you you know want to? Try right and be... now, the problem with football is. You never know when the automatic bid's gonna go away.
1: Right. The, the Big South is
0: down to five football playing schools. That's, no, but what I'm saying is if you drop down or two teams drop down to solidify that. Now, there's this probably, uh, you know, I'm thinking, um, you know, South Carolina State would be a good candidate.
1: I think South Carolina State is a good candidate because they fit very much in the geographical footprint of the league. And they'd be a natural travel partner for Charleston Southern. And they play football. And they have—they have great support. Their well, football team yeah. draws a lot of people. Yeah. They have a tremendous yeah. alumni. And we, base. Just we just saw
0: Donnie Shell who played. Yeah.
1: Just saw Donnie Shell. Darius Leonard's one of the—I don't know—fifteen best yeah. defensive players in the NFL. Yeah. So, so South Carolina. State. Now yeah, NC Central
0: maybe would be another one.
1: NC Central also makes a lot of sense, um, but but y- you wonder what other leagues have interest because I believe, and, and, and don't don't hold me to these numbers because they're very rough numbers, but there are like three or four or five football conferences now that are down to like five teams, and, and it's like the OVC is in trouble with numbers of teams, the A-Sun doesn't have that yeah. many teams. Like it, You could form like a football-only conference. You could form a football-only conference. There, it would make some sense for one of the leagues to disappear, right? And and then you have two larger, stronger leagues. Obviously, there's a ton of politics, sure, in that. But uh, yeah. If I were Kyle Kalander, I'd be spending a whole lot of my time, and I'm sure he is, trying to recruit football-playing schools. I mean, Tennessee, Tech. Mm-hmm. I know you are very, very. Uh, Pro Cookville, mm-hmm. uh, they they got to change leagues, and, and and they've put a lot of resources into football. Meaning, my guess is they're looking for like-minded football schools, and my guess is Kennesaw State is in the A Sun. the Eastern Kentucky is in the A Sun, right. but the 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 was well, there some kind sort of alliance
0: between the. Big South. Well, there used to be. Yeah,
1: these the, there was an alliance because the A-Sun wasn't playing football. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And that helped the Big South to solidify numbers. The A-Sun now has a football conference, so therefore, Kennesaw yeah. has left, North Alabama that's has right, yeah. left, and, and and now that's a direct competitor. Right. Winthrop's headed to Charleston Southern. After... Dave, I got
0: some delicious water some Lifesaver gummies. So do you think be there'll be water available on. at the Buck Dome tonight? Well, I brought two. I should have brought four. Because I wasn't... Uh, normally, I bring extra water. I only brought two this time. because I was running late. And I'm starting to drink one, so we're only going to have one spare between us. Once upon a time, I everywhere we no. went, you could get delicious water <laughs> and, and very frequently food.
1: And... Uh, well, they
0: generally have, like, a, a, a community cooler that they throw stuff into and people... That, Dangerous to have community things during a pandemic. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um Well maybe they doll them out individually. Mm, that would be nice. Yeah. Do we need to stop nice. at like a seven eleven before the game?
1: I mean we're stopping for what I think is gonna be a very good pregame meal. We're not going to Magnolia's, Mike, we're going no, to Mag- Charleston Well hold Southern. on, we
0: gotta uh, we gotta go to the uh, the, the What's Up Sports Network newsroom here for an update. Hold on. Let's go to the Winter Sports Network beep, beep, News beep, beep, Center. Beep, beep, beep. Thanks, Mike Dave. Cuchico, thanks, Dave. That's right, Dave. Right? It's, thanks, Dave. Dave. Uh, well, we uh, we got sad news over the summer that there was a fire in the kitchen at Magnolias, so they had to close in the middle of the summertime, which is you know obviously one of their peak mom- peak times for a ter- kitchen renovation. And due to um, COVID and some uh, material shortages and whatnot, Magnolias is still not open. Yeah, for that five people listening to this podcast, Dave, that has been a Winter Sports Network update. Thank you. Is that presented by someone? That's uh, it's presented by Gummy Bears.
1: For the uh, five people listening and the two people that know what we're talking about, when we travel to various Winthrop Road games, we like to go to. Should we post an old magnolias from social media? <laughs> we we like to go to different restaurants, and most of these places are kind of mom and pops or their kind of diners, drive-ins and dives. Magnolia's is more upscale. It's white linen tablecloths. It's one of the very few places we repeat over and over again. Charleston is obviously an amazing culinary city. Why do we keep going to Magnolia's? It's fantastic. It's
0: outstanding. The lobster bisque. Yeah, it's great. You've had uh, the bouillabaisse there before. Love the
1: bouillabaisse.
0: I've had like the, the, it's uh, like a crusted, pan-seared chicken. It's great, yeah.
1: Magnolia's okay. is great. And the thing is, when you talk to people from Charleston, they all say, oh yeah, love there, was was there last Tuesday, I haven't been there a long enough time, gotta go. When we go down there, let's meet at Magnolia's. They have a million great restaurants and everyone acknowledges it's terrific. But you know what, we've been
0: doing that for about, I don't know, 12, 15 years? Yeah, over a decade. I would say this is the third or fourth time they've had some sort of closure. Yeah. Yeah, there was the one time where it seemed to be open, but they had something it was like, like an electrical problem, or it's not like yeah. something just happened. And then there was then there was a renovation,
1: and then there was a Christmas time
0: where they were just closed. I think for they a week. had like a Christmas party or something. or yeah. they're closed for a private events. So it's like I wouldn't say it's like every other year, but it's like every every third or fourth trip down there, there's <laughs> some sort
1: of closure at
0: Magnolia's.
1: Yeah, but we're going to a place I've been to once before—a seafood place. It's really good. It's not far from. From CSU, it's in Somerville, and I'm excited. I'm excited to go. I'm there. excited. For I'm it. also yeah. excited.
0: Is it like they have like a low country boil a fish boil
1: too? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm I'm very excited that we're gonna see a bunch of former colleagues.
0: That's right. That's right. Withrop um, obviously had a coaching change. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Had a coaching change, so Pat Kelsey took Brian. Oh, Klum he's not still here? And Dave Davis. No, no, no. Uh, Tom Popovic is uh, former players on that staff as well. Jermaine Ukebu. Jermaine Ukebu went with him too. So, yeah, good to see some uh, some of our... Eli our Foy. Eli Foy, yep. yep.
1: And, and we think a bunch of them are going to come to the game because their game, they, they had a game postponed earlier in the week, and then I think they play Monday or something. Yep. So, they're in Charleston. They practiced at 8 a.m. this morning, and... Uh, Several of the people I, I was talking to Coach Coleman yesterday and I'm like, are you coming to the game? He's like, Yeah, I kinda wanna. He's like, My kids really wanna come cheer for winter. Oh, right? nice. yeah. The girls wanna come see the Eagles. And and that's the thing you forget. It's when Pat leaves, yeah, of course, he's gone on to greener pastures, right. it's a, it's a it's a challenge, it's more money, all of those things, but it's his wife. And his kids, and it's the assistant coaches and their families. And if you're in coaching a long time, I mean, look, look at Mark Prosser, and, and I'm doing this off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. I think he's been a head coach at Brevard and Western, an assistant coach at Bucknell and Wofford. He played at Marist, and then he was an assistant at Winthrop. I mean, if you average it out, yeah. I think Mark is 40. Two. I think he's forty-two years. Yeah, you guys are the same age. All roughly the same age, and I think but as I think an he's adult, said, yeah, he's days, probably yeah. had. He's worked at like six different colleges. That that's moving every, you know, four years or so. Yeah. So, your family, they have ties and friends to the area and to the programs and to the players and. It'll be nice to see those guys.
0: Yeah, we haven't really, uh, you know, obviously crossed paths with them because we didn't play in any of the same venues or anything like that. So we were going to try to get down to see a, a game, but. It got postponed? got postponed. Yeah. And then we
1: had three games in a week and we because of COVID. It didn't yeah, work so out. I'm still hoping to go down and see a game at the Six on uh,
0: yeah. in February. No, you've had, you've I've never been to the Six, believe it or not. Oh, you right. haven't? No, you've called a couple games there. Now, it's before. It was the TD Bank, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, and I think if you're following along, this is the NFL playoff weekend. TD Bank, touchdown, six points, the six.
1: Kinda interesting.
0: Um, That's my. It's a great
1: facility. It's in downtown Charleston. I mean, it it is a very, very good. Yeah, so we're going to their major venue. Um, Obviously, Pat's not going to be at the game tonight. I don't know if he would have gone or not. But the Bengals are playing. Oh, yeah, and, no, the Bengals I, yeah, 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 I'll yeah. be very, very, yeah, no, no, very no, no, no. clear yeah. about this. Yeah. If I were a massive fan of an NFL team and I was no longer working at Winthrop and Winthrop was playing 20 minutes away and my NFL team hadn't yeah. won a playoff game since 1991, right. and they were playing yeah. at the same time. Right. I'd find a time to yeah. drive to Rock Hill some right. other time, yeah. but I would be watching the playoffs. And this game. is
0: no disrespect. I mean, if if uh, if the Panthers or Patriots were playing, and they came up to play like Davidson or Charlotte, I would I'd, I'd, I'd watch the football game. Right.
1: I mean, if if they were playing UNCC, College of Charleston was playing UNCC, and the Steelers were playing a playoff game. I would have no doubt in my mind that Mark Prosser would be no, watching no, no, the Steelers no, no, no. play, and you wouldn't—you wouldn't blame him. I, I, that's the decision I would make. I think it's yeah. the right decision.
0: It's the only decision, really.
1: Yeah. Do you have? We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about yeah. Winthrop here in a second. It was—it's been a busy week. It's been a fun week. It's been two good wins. But do you have any general NFL playoff thoughts as we talk before the games kick off on
0: Saturday? Well, it's interesting—the Raiders Bengals game. Uh, it's kinda too near-do-wells of late, right? I mean, I think this is only the second playoff appearance for the Raiders in, like, 19 years, and the the Bengals haven't been in since, I think, the 2015 season, so, um, that game interests me. two teams' close records. I think Joe Burrow, it's a home game. I'd probably give a slight edge to the Bengals on that one. i preface this by saying Because the real game is the Patriots and the Bills.
1: Well, it is slated as the varsity matchup. No, I say that kind of funny
0: because it's... But it's actually true. But it is true. The
1: least rated game, the game that the NFL has the lowest hopes for, is always played in the early window on Saturday. Yeah. And the Raiders and the Bengals, just as meaningful as any other game, but it's the JV game. It's the first game.
0: Well, so when you look at the Patriots, right, okay, this is the third time... The the Bills and Pats have played this year. They split on each other's home cor- uh, home uh, fields. Uh, this is the first time since nineteen sixty three that the Bills and the Patriots have played each other in the playoffs. Now Bill Belichick has some like ridiculous like thirty six and eight record against Buffalo, but he's not playing. It, it's gonna be this is gonna be dominated by the players. I think it's gonna be really cold. It's not gonna be windy like the first time they played, or it's not expected to be as windy. I think you can deal with a little bit of precipitation, you can deal with the cold, the wind is a different factor. So I don't know that New England's game plan of just running every single play um, will be done again. I think, you know, they're going to try and, you know, one thing that Bill Belichick does very well, and this is a team that, now granted, both teams know each other really well. What's he going to take away from Buffalo? You know, obviously they have a good running game, Josh Allen. But if, if you just take the intangibles of this game, it's a Buffalo home game. I mean, I, I, I'd probably lean Buffalo like 2017 or 2019, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Patriots pull out a win in that game. But
1: more importantly, what's the Mike Pacheco game plan? Is it record it, stay away from all sorts of game updates, and watch when we get home like 11, 12 o'clock? Is it stream it and watch on your phone as we're driving back? Is it listen on the radio? Like,
0: you're. A well, well, this Pats is one, fan. Yeah. How do you Well, this it? is one of those games where there's not going to be any competition, meaning there's not another NFL game being played, so we'll be able to get it on. Um, we'll be able to find it on the radio, right? But is, is that the call? I think you're, that's you're the call.
1: happy to listen to to the the Westwood One call or, or our friend
0: Bob's call yeah, on, Bob's on New England Radio. You, you're. I enjoy I enjoy listening to football games on the radio. When I'm in the car. So, what will
1: it be like? You and I have listened to many, many games together. No, no, I don't now, know hold if we've listened to a Patriots playoff.
0: Game. No, we haven't. I don't. Ooh, that's, like, like, don't is there going to be hooting and hollering? Well, this is one thing. There could be some fist pumping. There could be some swearing. Um, I'm just going to prepare you for this because I know you love to listen to uh, games when we're in the car. Uh, if things are not going well, we may switch to music. <laughs> <laughs> what What would constitute not going well? Like, like if they're down nothing like, at halftime. Well, here's the thing. Ever since Ever since Atlanta, can you really can you really turn a, a, a Patriots game off? Well, right? I don't turn any games off. But but like no. But what? if it was like fourth quarter, going into the fourth quarter, and they were just getting their ass excuse me their rear ends handed to them. I would probably what, be inclined to do three something Three touchdowns, three scores. Like it's what? not just the, it's it's the three scores, but it's also like I mean, if it's twenty-one to nothing, or if it's twenty-eight to seven. So if they're getting and that burgered. touchdown came, if they're getting well, if if they're if they're getting, if let's say Buffalo puts up like a forty piece and they're getting burgered, then I think that's a I think that's a. Fair enough. Yeah, I think that's a, a, you know. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be a close game.
1: I'm hoping for a burgering tonight at the Buck Dome in North Charleston. Charleston Southern is not playing particularly well. They have only one Division I win. Now, they do shoot a ton of threes. They are able to make them, though they have not done that on a very frequent basis, Um I'm a little concerned about Winthrop off a COVID break, third game in five days, let down after two big wins, the last one in overtime on national television.
0: Uh, and all all very fair points. And I think when you throw in, you know, we're going to a shooter's gym and I don't think um, remind me on their COVID policy. I don't are there any fans there or no? I think so. Uh, 30 people can make that place sound loud And it's because it's a really small gym um, It is, we have confirmed um, Through our own visual And uh, measurement analysis That it is a it is a legitimate Well we NCAA haven't measured in a few years But we're
1: assuming they haven't <laughs> changed the
0: court They haven't changed the lines Right um, I, To me, I, I hate to use this expression But it, to me this is a game where I wouldn't say a get right game Because it's playing pretty well But you know they've played a bunch of home games against good opponents that have been close and I think this team needs a game where they're in control and they stay in control and they put the game away early and and this is a you could look at the record and, and you know the injury situation and say that, that this is an opportunity for them however you know Charleston Southern um, they've played competitively with Winthrop not to say that Winthrop has a good win-loss record against them I and mean, I think what's like five six in a row um, Winters won three in a row they but, won had, like eight but in a row but remember two. we I mean
1: we've had some close shaves down there though yeah no question last year uh they had a shot in the air to, to win a game yeah they don't um, have Flanders
0: Fleming anymore though
1: correct do you um do, what do you take away From the win over Campbell A one possession win Went through, hit a shot in the final seconds And the overtime win over Asheville How how does that change, if at all Your perspective on this team How they stack up in the league, etc Both home games
0: Well, here's what I think Uh, You know, foundationally I like that they've been in Four really close games against Good competition And they've won all four of them and I think when Winthrop gets into these situations, you know, they're comfortable being in tight games. They have a confidence, they have an experience level, and they have a talent level that they can win those games. Now, the law of averages at some point might come into play, right? Like if you play too many close games, some of them aren't going to go your way. But I like the fact that um, they've been battle-tested not only with those games, but, you know, they had the um, you know almost a blowout against Washington State that they turned into a really good game. In the second half, you have a win over a Pac-12 team, a, a, a you know a Power Five opponent. Pac-12 first time they went on uh, to, to beat a Pac-12 team on their floor. Now, granted, Washington's you know kind of a disaster, but it's still a Power Five team. Um, so I think having the wins over Campbell and Asheville, to me, it gives them the confidence that not that they lost confidence, but you know you kind of had your hat handed to you a little bit against Mississippi State. Vanderbilt was a tough game, even though winter had a lead in that game. Um, so I think the, the counterbalance is, hey, maybe playing that schedule, which we've all, I've always felt, you know, iron sharpens iron. I think playing that tough schedule has been beneficial. I think now it's paying off.
1: Yeah, I still think there's been one disappointing game the entire season, Elon. Elon, yeah. uh, I didn't love the way they play at middle or at coastal, but those teams play in bigger conferences, and those were road games. The Elon game was one that kind of
0: got away, but... when it... yeah, I mean, There was no Chase Claxton in that game, and Elon hit two kind of freak shots that they had to both halves, so one to win the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Those games are behind you. You, you beat Campbell in a game that kind of felt like a 50-50 yeah. flip when it's all said and done. You beat Asheville in a game that kind of feels like a 50-50 flip when it's all said and done. I was driving home from Winthrop on Thursday night, I called one of my best friends who's been following Winthrop since we've been around, which is a long time at this point, and I said, what did you think? Now, this and,
0: wasn't on the uh, DA cast, was it? This was not. DA Winthrop cast? It, it was not. <laughs> and uh, He said, yeah, I just always thought they were
1: going to win. And I said, did you think that because you thought Winthrop had better players than Asheville or were playing better than Asheville or because you've seen this play before? And he's like, I mean, since you've been there, they always win these games. And and that's it. I mean, Winthrop for a long, long time, the players have changed. The coaches have changed. The system has changed more often than not, 75% of the time, 80% of the time, those close games, particularly at home, they, they find a way to win.
0: Well, I think psychologically, I mean, look, these kids are all competitors and they're, you know, scholarship athletes that we're playing. I mean, they're, they want to come in and win, but one of the reasons why I think you want to have big statement games is you want to put that a little bit of a seed of doubt in people's minds when they play you. Like, oh, here we go, we're playing with them. Now, yeah, they're going to get jacked up and fired up to, to play and try and beat you. But, you know, when things start to go south, then you want that thought to creep in like, oh, here we go again, we're going to lose. You know, you. you...
1: See, and that's an interesting point because I'm really down on. The neutral site tournament. Mm. It's going to be a 10,000 seat venue with 1,800 people there. It's going to be uh, no double buys. You don't really win anything for being the number one seed. And like, if Winthrop had beaten Campbell, and you're like, wow, that's a tiebreaker against perhaps the best right. team in the other division. You beat Asheville, and you're like, at worst, we're gonna split against maybe the other best team in right. your division, you're like, well, we're in really good shape to host the conference tournament. Now you don't get to host the conference tournament. You already know it's in a neutral site to start with. But maybe what you just said is the value in winning those games. If you play Campbell again, yeah, they're gonna feel like, man we lost these guys we should have beat these guys but if you go up 12 to 6 or 39 32 it begins to creep into their mind haven't we been here before yeah. didn't we didn't this script follow exactly the way it did last time like there, there is something about being the yankees being that yeah, team that absolutely. just always wins
0: and, and then, and then you can feel that momentum shift, right? So like, then you know, Winthrop goes on like a 10-2 run to take a six or eight point lead, and then you're like, crap, here we go again. Yeah, it's. it's I think that's the value of it. Yeah, no, I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, and it's also, and in like from a historical standpoint, like you said, right? It's like, I mean, if you're Asheville and Campbell, you're like, man, why are we in a bunch of games with these guys, and they always seem to win? Like now, every now and then, like it's been. Do you think there's anything from a Winthrop internal
1: standpoint where it's a lot of the same players, but not all of them, and it's coaches that have been at Winthrop before but weren't recently, that by winning games like that, they go, yeah, we are a Winthrop. Yes. This is this is the same program that we thought we were coming back to
0: or we thought we were going to be a part of. I think that, uh, yes, I think there's an element of... You know, because remember, and I, and I think this is fair to say. I mean, I, you know, they came in and they they knew the tradition because you know most of the staff has been here before, or if, if they weren't here, they understood it or heard it from from their their coworkers. And this is a winning tradition. And you know, I, one of the things I think Mark Prosser has done a terrific job of, Dave, was like because Winter has the reputation it does. I think when we were hovering around 500 or a little bit under 500 early on, I don't think that the staff or the players necessarily felt this, but you could hear it kind of in the fan base, like, all right, are we gonna turn around? Like, what's going on? And Mark was like, hey, there's nothing broken. Like, everything's fine. And I think that calming influence also has helped with them get to the point where they are now. And now you win those two big games, Right off the bat in a conference play, and it just look—it's so—it just funny. gives you that. I think gives you that just that little bit of confidence it, or validation. I, I think you're exactly
1: right because I was thinking about this yesterday. There was a pep to my step in the prep for Charleston Southern. Yeah. Like you're gonna prepare for the game the same way, whether the team right. is 20 and 0 or 0 20. But when you've won two games against two pretty good teams, you just kind of do it with a little more excitement. You're more eager, you're more into it. Winthrop could have lost those games, been 0-2 and been totally fine. But there's a different feeling around the fan base, the coaches, the players, when you've won those. And we have been lucky to be around them in this
0: way for most of our tenure. And Campbell's a one-way trip. Like, we only play them once. We don't go down there. Asheville, we'll see again. But, you know, and I think I think you could, and this is no disrespect to anybody behind Winthrop right now, because, you know, Longwood and Gardner-Webb, I think, will feel like they, they have something to say about it. Well, they're them. ahead of, I mean, not Longwood. They're 1-0 in the league, but Gardner-Webb's ahead of Winter, They're 3-0. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, um, and I haven't seen a lot of Gardner-Webb. I did I watched a little bit um, of them against... They Trump. really so, defend. No, they really defend. But I think, you know, I'll put it this way. I think you and I have seen three of the top five teams. I agree. So far. Yeah, no, I, 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 I do agree Winthrop with that. Winthrop and then, you know, Asheville and Gardner. And I think Longwood, I want to see Longwood and Gardner because I think they're going to be good too.
1: I want to see A&T as well. And a
0: and and t kind of had, uh, yeah, good good couple weeks. So
1: I, I also think we talk at times about... Mark Prosser being hired, and it's great to have someone we're already familiar with, who we don't have to kind of feel him out, and he doesn't have to feel us out. And Mark is universally liked. He's a good person. He has the right values. And everyone wants to see Mark be successful. What is lost in all of the positivity around Mark the person, is Mark the coach. Because he isn't a surgeon, because he isn't stoic, because he isn't a nut job on the sideline, you don't necessarily think about the X's and the O's. This is a team that has many players that were on with their last year, yeah. but Adonis Arms is gone. Right. And Chandler Vaudrin's gone. Yeah, two and Charles Falden no, is gone. Year, yeah. And Kyle Zunick is gone. Yeah. And this team has a bunch of players Drew Bugs, Corey Hightower, Sincere McMahon, several others that aren't coming right off my tongue that didn't play right. with Winthrop last year. And while what they run is similar, it is certainly not identical to what they ran. I mean, the substitution patterns are different. The way they are dealing with ball screens defensively is different. The number of players they're sending to the offensive glass is different. The defense is similar, but it's different. And it's easy to say, It's the same lineage, it's the same system, it's not the same system. It's easy to say it's mostly the same players, it's not the same players. And it takes time to adjust, but the thing that people aren't paying that much attention to is tweaks, changes. The rotation was not the same this week as it was a month ago. What they're doing, getting to the glass, has changed. They, they, they are emphasizing it more. Yeah. They are sending more guys, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Defensively, there are tweaks. They played a pinch of zone effectively in the game against Asheville. They played zone for one possession, I believe, two possessions against Mississippi State. They just put it in a day or two before it was a mess. But it was a 30-point game and it didn't And you got to emphasize
0: it, too. Like, you can't just throw but it in one day. they yeah. are, No, but I mean, practice. that's what I'm saying. Like, they have recently, but you can't throw something in once and expect it to, to, to work. You look at the teams Winthrop
1: has played most recently. Kevin McGeehan has done a good job at Campbell. I think Campbell is as solid and steady and consistent as it gets. They might make more plays down the stretch in games going forward, but they are what they are. They are a good Big South team. They are well-coached. They are disciplined. They have a system. They brought back all of their players from last year, and they very easily could be 3-0 in the league. They played a 50-50 game against Asheville, they lost. They played a 50-50 game against Winthrop, they lost. And then they beat Charleston Southern because they're better than Charleston Southern. So they could be 3-0, they could be 2-1. Instead, they're 1-2. But I don't think they're going to get dramatically better. I think they are. The team they were last year, 99% of those players in that system is back and they've continued to be very rock solid. I think you know what you're gonna get from them every day. I think Winthrop, Winthrop's gonna play games that were not as good as the Campbell game going forward. Winthrop's gonna play games that are not as good as the Asheville game going forward. I also don't think either of those games are the A games. I think Winthrop has made some tweaks I think they're continuing to make more tweaks. I think their players are still learning yeah. the system and learning to play together. I think the upside of Winthrop is really, oh, yeah. really no doubt. high. I don't know if they're going to achieve that or reach that. We could very easily be talking about a team that's 0-2 in the league right now. As it happens, they're 2-0. and But regardless, I think what you see at the end of February and into March has the potential
0: to be very, very strong. Well, and I think the one thing, you know, to look for is one of the staples, I think, of the last, you know, eight, nine years was Winthrop being a better team in February than they were in January. And I think we're seeing trends that that's gonna be the case again.
1: Yeah, but Winthrop has started 12-0 in the league the last two years. It is possible that that is going to happen again. But they have either four of their next five or five of their next six on the road. And even if teams on the road do not look to be as strong as the team was Winthrop has just beaten at home, road games are hard. Yeah. And it's an aberration that last year Winthrop was so spectacular on the road. A big part of that was they didn't play any non-conference road right. games. But my guess is this team is going to win, you know... Eight of their next ten games, or six of their next seven games. But I, I think being perfect is unlikely, and I think it's unlikely because you have new coaches, you have new players. Right. Well, you, they don't need to be perfect. They just need to exactly be really good. Exactly right. Yeah. That that that's right. Going sixteen and zero would be fantastic, but going fourteen and two, or thirteen and three, or quite frankly, twelve and four. Those would be fine, too. You would like to be the number one seed in the tournament, but if you're not, it's not the end of the world either. Well,
0: especially out of the bracket. And now that it's two divisions.
1: Well, the number one seeds, or the number one and the number two seed have to come from the two different divisions. But after that, it can be anything. So if the three best teams in the league are Winthrop, Gardner, Webb, and Asheville, one of them can be a one seed, but then whoever wins the other side can be the right. two. The others can then be the three and the four seed. Yeah. Now, what ends up happening on the other side, to me, is very, very interesting. Because if Campbell is the best team on the other side, and my suspicion is they are, but I don't know that, they would then be the one or the two seed. Let's say... Now remember,
0: hold on a second. Is, um... Not that I mean they probably can't do it now, but with Hampton announcing they're leaving the league, do they still have an opportunity to compete for the league title? I think that they
1: will, but the only reason I say that is we knew that Coastal Carolina was leaving the league, and they were still—they got stripped.
0: They got stripped of hosting the tournament, though. They got stripped
1: of hosting the tournament, but But they they still still played in in the the tournament. And had they won the tournament, they would have gone to the NCAA tournament. But have the league rules changed? Has the interpretation changed? Could the league flex their muscles? I don't. I don't know. No. But I don't have any reason to believe at this point no. that they're not going to be a part of. The I doubt it. I was just
0: wanted to raise that question. Yeah,
1: it, it, it's a good question. But regardless, the winner of each division has to be the one and two seeds. If Campbell is the number one seed on their side, it would be advantageous to be the winner of your division because then you would stay out of the bracket right. with Campbell. Yeah, I mean, you want to be the one if the two and the three seeds are pretty, by a strong margin, the next two best teams. Because those teams would theoretically play in the semifinals. You would only have to beat one of them to go to the championship
0: game. Right. I agree with that. It's a good analysis, Dave. Thank you. Is that a good time to say uh, good night? I or think good that's afternoon. It. I think that's it,
1: and uh, we'll be a Presbyterian Wednesday. Wrap Maybe. up the football. Talk a little bit about uh, Winthrop, and uh, do it all over again.
0: All right. Now this is a very heartfelt, honest, sincere. You know it's honest and sincere if someone tells you it's honest exactly. and sincere. Exactly. Exactly. Um, request. We are headed potentially to Clinton, South Carolina. If you have a good food recommendation. Now, we've already been to like the diner joint town, so don't, don't mention been that We've been to Clinton yeah. however many times. But we'll go to Chester. We'll go to, uh, we, you know, tell, right. tell us something on the way.
1: In Clinton itself, we have not found good food, period. Hard stop. We have not found good Hard food. Hard stop. That does not mean there isn't good
0: food. Right, we just
1: haven't been alerted to it yet. Correct. Yeah. So if you know something on the way to Presbyterian that we should stop at, let us know let us know that being said if you tell us somewhere we're probably gonna go and if it stinks we're, we're gonna, gonna tell yeah, you yeah we're it gonna
0: we're, yeah there is pressure here you, you but yeah.
1: if you tell us somewhere that's good and it's really good You'll get praised. we will praise
0: you and love you yes. forever yes well maybe not forever but okay at least for them Mike's my, love is only part-time <laughs> my, Well, my unconditional love is, is you, know, you got to earn that right you know one one restaurant suggestion doesn't no, turn it in. I tell you what, it'd be pretty valuable to have a go-to spot by PC. No doubt about that. And that would, like, our magnolias of, of Clinton. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we go to it over and over again. All right, BeardedCarCast at Outlook.com is how you can uh, uh, send us an email. Uh, also, at BeardedCarCast is our handle on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Dave at uh, Friedman underscore Dave. I am at Mike Pacheco 81 this is listener-supported Bearded Carcast. Pacheco Friedman out.